Buzz, buzz, buzz. Sting. Bumblebee baddies. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley. And Cheyenne. And we have a special guest for you if you want to introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Jessica Diamond, the transgender drag queen of Cincinnati, Ohio. Yay! Yeah, you've probably <laughs> heard of her if you're in Cincinnati and you love to go to the drag events because I feel like you host a lot of them. I'm involved or hosting a lot. I like to be active and involved in our community. And how long have you done it? Because, again, I met you 10 years ago, so... <laughs> How long have you been in that community or like doing I'm drag? I'm still new. I just started like two years ago. No, I'm just <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing drag for a very long time. Like almost 22 years, I think. 20 years. So wow. it's a long time. Yeah. And that is that like really busy? Like are yes. you always like yes. doing stuff? Yeah. My drag career, like I was a super popular like little gay boy when I first came out. And um, I did like modeling and things like that. And um, as soon as I started drag, I had a huge amount of support right away because Jesse was popular or whatever. And then um, I started doing my own shows, and I, it kind of just took off. My career was, like, big right away. I was absolutely horrible. I had the worst <laughs> makeup. I had, like, the worst outfits, everything like that. Uh, but the amount of support I had was, like, overwhelming. Um, so then I transitioned, and then people just kind of just followed me in my career and my journey, which has been awesome. Wow. Wow. So, like, you have a lot of support. Did you ever have, like, people who were not support, like, really oh not supportive God, yes. in the beginning, at least? Cincinnati, as you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't like what I am, of course, but I'm a trailblazer. I don't, like, let negativity or, like, bad stuff, like, really, I hear it, I know it's there, but I don't absorb it or let it in. I just kind of know, and I, you know, I don't focus on the negative. There you go. But it's definitely always there. Yeah. I feel like that's something that we have to learn to do because even outside of like the podcast where we had like, we had someone rate us one star <laughs> and it is taking forever to get us back to five. One oh, person. Yeah. One person. One and person. we know who it was. They have a personal vendetta. But like, I think I take things personally too, though, just like when kids, are, I told you I was a teacher yeah. and sometimes when they do like, they'll say mean things and it does hurt your feelings and you take it personally, even though they're just having a bad day. Right. And I feel like I let like, sometimes we've had pictures up and people have com- like not really commented, but they'll like react to pictures and it's very apparent that like it's <laughs> One negative. Specifically, we go line dancing. Yeah. And out of all the pictures that were on the page, they like laugh reacted at just ours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's hard to not, like, take that personally when everyone else had a heart or a like, because we went through everybody, like, so we definitely So you were looking a, for the negative. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were trying to figure out why I, they yeah, did it. Yeah, I guess we did look for yeah. the negative. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah we got to learn to You want to that. see if, like, yeah. you were blended in, like, no one yeah. gave you a negative yeah. reaction. Um, what I just learned is that if you let them, like, have the power, if you search for negativity, then you're not, you're going to be in a negative space. Mm-hmm. So I just try to always think about the positive and, you know, being on top of your game, there's always other drag queens who super who hate you or uh, want to take business from you, things like that. So I just never let the negative really get in. Okay. It's do you look at your hard. comments or anything? I do. I see that. Like, oh my God. You're, well, first off, I think the number one thing is about being honest with yourself and loving yourself. So yeah. I know that I was born male. I know that I'm transgender. I know that I have a male part. Everything else is female. I'm like 99%, you know, whatever. So like, they're going to call me a dude. I know that I was born a male. That does not hurt me. I know that I'm not perfectly skinny, so calling me fat, like, cool. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be perfectly skinny, and I don't want to be overly fat. So, like, when they say that, 
that might that might kind of bruise a little bit, like calling me fat, but like that if that's the best you got. Right. Like can you come if you come at me with something like really big, like something very personal about like my family or like um if you attack me on a personal level, that's way different. But if it's just like stupid stuff like you're uneducated or you're dumb or you're blonde and you're stupid, things like that, like that ain't gonna affect me. Yeah. Right. Laugh at my picture. I don't give a crap. <laughs> at least you're liking it. Negativity True. takes as much energy as positivity. And love is the exact equal of hate. So, like, to me, if you hate me, you're putting enough energy out there that is going to make people... So, if you if you don't like me and you're, like, in a room full of 20 people and you're like, I absolutely cannot stand Jessica Diamond, people are going to pick their phones up and look like, what is up with this Jessica Diamond girl? Like, why do you mm-hmm. hate her so bad? Yeah. They're going to click follow and they're going to like a bunch of my photos and they're going to be like, oh, she looks pretty. She seems cool. So you just gave me an audience. You just gave me, you're promoting me. So I just twist that to be in where you're just hyping me. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> like, even like I told Shane, like we don't have necessarily a big following, but I was like, you know, I teach like 150 mm-hmm. students and I had to talk, they followed my podcast and they listen a lot too, which I always say it's an explicit podcast. Like who knows what we're going to talk about. I cuss all the time, yes. but they do tune in. And Hi, students. I know, I know. <laughs> And they even, um, they were like, because I said we were having a guest come on. And they're like, who is it? Who is it? And I told them, and, like, they looked you up, and they were, like, looking through your Instagram. And, like, I don't know if they followed you, but even just, like, students who aren't necessarily. Um, Open-minded or as educated. Yeah, or maybe not even, like, don't, like, don't even know what it is, you yeah. know? Like, they kind of have a different, because I have to be really careful with what I talk about, yeah, especially so in Kentucky and Ohio. Um, but it just kind of gave them, like oh, maybe I've never seen this before and, yeah. you know, like drag or yeah. maybe I don't know what it is. I teach my, um, my, I have a stepson that I raised when he was little and then I have a bunch of nieces and nephews and I teach them, like, for example, food. If I put food out, like, and I'm saying I'm making spaghetti and garlic bread and they're like, ooh, I hate spaghetti. I'm like, have you tried it before? And they say, no. I'm like, how can you hate something if you don't know? Yeah. So I think educating and trying and listening and learning is a huge part of, like, um, you know, how can you say you don't like something if you don't know enough or you're not educated about it or you've not tried it? That's mm-hmm. how I think. That's true. Well, and then you were talking about like energy and like negativity is the same amount as positivity with the effort. And it reminded me of the lucky girl affirmation. Have you heard about that on no. TikTok or anything? So it's changed my life and it <laughs> made, I swear it. by it. So my aunt told me about it. My aunt came into town a few weeks ago and I always said, like, I had bad luck. Like, in college, I was known as the person bad luck. I was locked in a bathroom that didn't lock for four hours. Like, just random weird things happened to me. And I always had a negative mindset, too. Like, I was, I'm very aware. I just don't know how to change it. And so my aunt was like, you should try this lucky girl method affirmation. And you just say, like, I'm the luckiest girl. You can say, like, the luckiest person or whatever in yeah. the world. And everything goes my way. And I swear, every time you say it, like, good things happen. I agree. Yeah, like <laughs> when you're I, positive, you put positive, positive yeah. energy out there. It will come back to you, and it does change your mindset. Like if you, if someone like uh, gives a negative comment on your, mm-hmm. on your post, like that normally would get you guys upset. But if you have that positive like mentality going, I feel like is not going to be able to. It won't be able to absorb as much as it would if you were not. Yeah. I feel like we just had a therapy session with Jessica Diamond. We did. Yeah. You should look into that as a career path, you know, just in case. But, uh, in the world. <laughs> well, and then one of the things we put on here was like, do you have any advice for, um, people who may want to follow in your footsteps? Um, so back from when I started out and when I was a young kid, 
um, being trans or being gay was not super popular or cool. So nowadays, for a while there, it seemed like it was cool to be gay. It was cool mm-hmm. to be trans. But as you can see, after COVID, there's so much hate out there now. People are trying to get drag boycotted, trans yeah, boycotted. Yeah. There's so many like things against us. So in a way, I feel like we're back in 2002 again. Or like yeah, 99. No, sure. Like the negativity from that type of people is is very powerful right now. So um, number one, I say definitely understand people have to transition with you. So if you're trans, understand that like your mom might take three or four years to be able to say she or he. Um, it might take them a second to understand um, the process. That's why it's called transitioning. Trans, like it's about like going from one thing to educating yourself to become another. So let your family transition with you. Don't be hard on them. Don't um, over pressure and over push. Just answer questions and watch movies, watch documentaries, like educate your family with you in the process. And if you're just like coming out as like bisexual or gay, I feel like, you know, nowadays it's, it's so normal to be gay. It's not that big of a deal, but just, I think if you educate and try to like communicate with your mom when you're coming out, they probably, your most parents already kind of know. Like, yeah. you're like, I knew when you were 12, I knew when you were 10. So, like, your family has some kind of idea that something else is going on. So, I just think communicating and being open-minded and not being so, like, forceful or so um, critical of your family's reaction, just, I think there's a way to do it peacefully. Well, do you feel like the hate is coming from certain generations with it, too? Because I teach high school and we have a few transgender students and I feel like, the high school kids like don't even bat an eye like they're just like it's fine like whatever like they're so accepting and then I feel like I hear from you know some of the older people but do you see it's like also happening with younger too I really think it's based on who their parents are like so mm-hmm. if, if yeah. like say this 14 year old boy for example say his dad is you know 29 I don't know if that makes it <laughs> age or whatever. but say he's like in his 30s like 31 yeah. um he might be like a bigot it might be completely against um people like me or whatever. So like, I think it's about who's raising them and who gets to be around that kid to help open their mind and exposing. I think exposure therapy is important. So I think it's alive and um, strong with just any age when it comes to hate. I think hate is taught. It's yeah, not something it you're, like you're born with. Well, and like, I know that we're kind of like the black sheep in Claremont County because oh, we're God, yeah. super accepting of everything. And Claremont County is not super known for being as open-minded as we are when it comes to Claremont County. No. Um, our friends are still like, no. Well, I would no. say a lot of... Not I even, guess maybe are not our friends, not but our like friends. the people that we were friends with, I guess we could say. Yeah, like previous friends and even some family members. Like, you know, they're very family conservative members. and like really yeah. nervous to like kind of open their mind up. I even had a cousin and he's like in his 30s now. And he literally just, I mean, like you said, like most of your family knows. Yeah. I feel like... My whole side of the family, like, knew he was definitely gay. And we were like, come on. Like, when are you going to come out? You know? Like, you got to be happy, too. We're all waiting. And, like, he literally waited until, like, our, like, his grandpa passed. And then he finally was like, yeah, I'm gay. And I was like, you waited this long? Mm -hmm. We probably waited for his grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. But now everybody, I mean, of course, like, it took them a while to accept it. Because some of my family is very conservative. And I was just like waited that long like I felt bad for him I was like come yeah. on and like everybody actually on our side I mean we'll support you but like 
wow, I couldn't imagine that. Like, yeah. Well, and then I don't know if you know them, but like the Cincinnati sisters, have you heard of yes, them? Yeah. Yeah. So they come to the Tome bookstore, like just down the street, it's about eight minutes away and they'll do uh, story times. And I went because I also write children book stories and I write about mental health issues. And so I wanted to go see if they would like take a, one of my books and they took it and then they actually read it um, to all the kids. And I watched the kids, I took videos and all the kids were so excited. They were jumping around. They brought like tutus and stuff for them to wear and like dress up stuff. And now the parents were weird about it and they all dressed up, the boys, the girls, whoever, all the kids were dressed up and just like jumping around and excited and listening to the books. And they do little like um, dance breaks and stuff. And it was so fun. And I know right now in Northern Kentucky or in Kentucky, I should say, they're trying to do the band. Well, in the world, I feel like it's yeah. a lot. I have people in the UK that talk about it over there. So I know like it's happening everywhere. It's such a t- touchy subject about children. Yeah. Um, it is really, what I believe is it is up to the parents with what they want to introduce to their child. So if you do not believe that your child should be around someone trans or someone that's in drag or around someone who's in adult entertainment, I 1000% respect your choices with how you raise your child. As long as you're not hurting them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that you should work. If, if, how, what, if you have a child and you bring them to my show and it's a drag brunch, for example, like I don't think you should be attacked for your choices for how you raise your child. I think we cross boundaries when we try to tell someone how to raise their children. Mm-hmm. So if there's people out there who want to go support drag and bring their children, we do, we are not like, um, we do, we have no desire or no plan to hurt a child. Mm-hmm. Like I have children in my life. I would never hurt anyone. I've never, I don't have any kind of police records. I don't have it. I've never been arrested. I don't have nothing like that. And I would never want to harm, harm anyone, no human. So the fact that they think that we're like, child molesters or they think that we're like um going to like teach them about sex or push something on them it blows my mind because i would never even talk about sex in front of children to begin with right i would never show too much cleavage around a bunch of children i would not wear a costume that's super seductive or too much yeah but do I think that like answering questions that are child friendly about educating and exposing their um, mind to teach them that, yes, I was born male. I am transgender now and I chose to be she, her. I chose to be, um, I chose to say out loud what my inner side, inside was feeling. Um, so I think exposing, exposure therapy is important, but it's really up to the parent. Mm-hmm. So... Somehow there's a line cross where, like, you yeah. people want to tell you what you need to do. Yeah, well, it's just, like, same thing where, like, if you don't like this podcast or if you don't like a TV show, like, you just don't watch it. Like, yeah, you just don't right. go. <laughs> so why are you doing a band? Just don't take your kids there if you don't want to. Like, no. that makes, no one's forcing you to go. Yeah, no one forces you to drive your kid there. Yeah, and right. Them. So I just don't, I don't, I've never understood the band. Like, the whole banning books. Like, I don't get it. I've never understood. I saw a quote, and it's about books, but it was, like, if you ever see that your school banned a book, you should go read every book that they banned to see what, what they're talking about. You don't, they don't want mm-hmm. you to know, you know? Yeah, I watch The View every day, and Julie yeah. Behar, she gives out um, to the audience, like, banned books. Mm-hmm. Like, this book I was banned. <laughs> Here's everyone a free copy. Go read it. Yeah, no, I love you know, that, She's too. not, like, giving out, like, the really bad books that right. are like, crossing lines, but she gives out books that are banned that should not be banned. Right. Yeah, I know my school banned um, The Handmaid's Tale. And they didn't even just ban it for my school. Like, a parent got upset. We handed them out a few years ago. 
the parents got upset when they found the book or saw the book and they went to the school district and got a ban for the entire district. And I don't know exactly why, but I think it has something to do with how they use religion in it in a negative way and cult like kind of thing. And yeah. so, but there was a few different reasons. It might've been the sexual assault, but like we have so many books that talk about those things already. They're just not a TV show that you yeah. see on, you know, TV, but yeah, I know we were going to talk about um, the story time and stuff anyway, because that's just something that has been in the news recently on my feed and my stuff, it's, and it's shocking. But it's extremely shocking. I can't believe the amount of hate for us. It's, I knew it was there, but I also think something happened during COVID, mm-hmm. I mean, before COVID and more now, cancel culture. I think mm-hmm. something happened where we silenced our enemies. So, like... By saying words, you get canceled. We get rid of people who like do things on TV that said the wrong, inappropriate things, so we canceled them. Mm-hmm. So what we did, I think, is what we taught We taught people is if you feel, if you're racist, stay silent and hide. If you say it out loud, you're going to be canceled. So what we did is we took all of our enemies and we silenced them and pushed them away. But they're still there. They're right. just being quiet. Right. And so now I feel like something happened um, where they are like, Oh no, we're not going to be silent no more. You silenced us too long, so now we're going to come out even harder. And they're coming at us in ways that I never thought. I would never see so many bills against transgender people in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's a counteraction. And then I feel like a lot, I see a lot about women feeling that trans women, this is a very like dangerous topic to discuss, but like women feel super against transgender women who feel that we are like taking over um how women feel i don't i can't really i don't know how it works out but basically my understanding is we're make we're forcing you to say you're a cisgender woman oh and we're forcing you to say instead of breastfeeding your um feeding there's another word everyone trans people are forcing women to say like um baby feeding instead of saying breastfeeding and then transgender women are saying they are um hormonal or they're having like um pms and obviously they don't have that genitalia to fully have the menstrual cycle and things like that yeah so women are like pushing back against transgender people like you're overstepping a boundary so there's this big hate between um born gender born females against people who are now like transgender females okay have you seen anything about that i have it it is very like it is extreme because women have always been like one of our biggest supporters they're the ones who are like i love you no matter what you are and they're like motherly and they support us through a lot that we go through so to see the hate from trans people against um women very shocking yeah no i i really haven't seen anything on that i've seen a few but most of the majority of the time it's like people from like high school like sharing Mm -hmm. you know and like agreeing like yes like where this should be banned and i'm like what and like the whole bathroom topic is so so dangerous i know like that was something we had talked about earlier like possibly Mm -hmm. talking about because like it is like i like i don't know it's just i don't understand I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I just don't... <laughs> I understand what people's concerns are, but like I told Cheyenne yesterday, like, I can literally talk to anybody about it, and whenever they say they're worried someone's going to do something inappropriate in the bathroom to one of the kids or a person that's there, I'm like, that can happen in any bathroom, though. That can happen with any, anywhere. Like, anywhere. A woman... There is people out there who have been um, hurt by females, too. Yeah. So in a female... In a woman's bathroom... 
you know, a child going up by themselves, whatever like that, whatever can happen negative can happen with anyone, any situation. Right. Uh, but I, for example, when I use the restroom in a public place, I have to go through a lot to even like use the restroom. I have yeah. to get completely undressed. I have a lot of like um, things tucked and pulled and put on. So like when I go to the bathroom, I'm extremely quiet. I do not look at people. I don't have conversations. I go into the stall and I am trying my hardest to be as quiet. And yeah, Cause I have to move things, untuck things, pull uh-huh. things. So I am not trying to talk to anyone. I'm not trying to like be around children or anyone. I just want to use the bathroom quietly and then exit mm-hmm. and wash my hands and like go. So like this fascination about like what happens in a bathroom with transgender people we are so we're not I'm not insecure in any kind of way but when it comes to a bathroom in a public situation I am very extremely insecure so I am not going to do anything to harm someone yeah um but I do understand that there's a family bathroom I would probably just choose the family bathroom over going into a public bathroom anyway because all the things I had to go through yeah but I don't like stand up and use the restroom like a man I don't do things like I don't there's nothing I do that is like a man so I feel like there's just like this myth of things that happen in a bathroom that if you just ask some questions, you might understand better. Well, and I feel like it can be really dangerous. Like if you are just in drag or if you're really passing to go into, like if you're a really passing transgender female and you go into the male's bathroom, I feel like it could be very dangerous. Oh and If I went into the men's restroom. <laughs> oh, they'd be like, what the fuck? I know. Off, right. The way that I appear and the way I look and the surgeries I've had, like I would probably get like assaulted or hurt mm-hmm. really bad. So I I would rather just use the family restroom. Than yeah, it, it causes like a that. whole like a whole other it, issue. It's just crazy to me. I just can't wrap my head around it. it like I think all of us like we can agree bathroom situations are very shy yeah. first off. We're we're mm-hmm. in, like in, do you go in there to have conversation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, <if> I'm <laughs> only go, when you're drunk. Right? <laughs> well I do if if we all go in and no one else is in there and we know each other then yeah. we're just gonna talk. But yeah. if I'm like you're I don't know you we're not going to have a conversation. Right. I'm about to do number one or number two. I'm not going to have a conversation. Yeah. It's a very quiet time. Yeah. It's a very peace, like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, do you talk to people when you go to the... Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not talking to you. Go. <laughs> like, no. No. You just walk in there. I don't talk to people while I'm in the stall or anything. No. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know what the big issue is. I do understand that they're, they think that, like... We are going to hurt a child. I get, I get, I, what I try to always do too is when someone who is ignorant or someone who um, has a lot of hate for what I am, I try to understand them. Mm-hmm. I try to hear and I try to see their point of view. I think it's very important to understand your enemy or to understand ignorance. Yeah. Um, because if you don't understand it, I feel like um, when it hits you, you're going to be shocked. So it's better to try to understand. But some of the things I just can't understand. It doesn't yeah. make yeah. a lot of sense to me. It doesn't. It's just they don't like something for some reason and they have to find a reason to back it up, you know? And sometimes those reasons can be understandable and sometimes they're just doing it to try to have a reason, you know? And yeah. maybe they really do have a reason deep down, but it's not an appropriate reason or they're not going to, they're embarrassed of it or they don't know what the reason is. Maybe they're just taught it. Yeah. Right. Like, I think majority of Claremont County is just taught they're it. They're just taught they're it. Just, like that's, it's, it's oh, exactly what it is. I grew up like an hour and a half away. Like so, in the or woods, like an hour, you know, yeah. like in the country. All the way out country. there. Like if somebody comes out as transgender at my old high school, they would be like, oh, hell no. You know, like <laughs> oh, they're not horrible. dealing with that. But it's just, it's awful because like I'm very much different than all of those people and like 
they're the ones that are always sharing stuff on Facebook and mm-hmm. like commenting on it. And I just like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Like well, it's 2023. Come I'll on. tell you. So I was, uh, I went to school at Claremont at Eastern and it's also like very conservative. Um, and we, I, I mean, I always grew up like Christian conservative. I didn't really care, but that's what I enabled myself. That's what I grew up as. And, um, I feel like I always thought there was something wrong with like Democrats because I'd be like, I'm conservative. Like when someone asked me, you know, like I felt like a Ew. pride. I know. I now. did too though. It was but, gross. But I'll tell you what changed my whole mindset. Did was, someone teach you that? I think so. I don't think like I have a person I can say, but like just in general, like the area I grew up in, I think I just learned that's what it is. Yeah. You know, like. I think, yeah, a lot of it grew, was just growing up. Yeah. You know, you have, hear the kids at school, they're like, you know, whatever, whoever was We're running at that time. Yeah. Like, Well, and I also will know. say like at my swimway, like I didn't care about politics. Like this was before the Trump and stuff, like before people talked about it. Like I feel like once Trump got in office, like people were talking about politics all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I was in high school, I, I don't know who's president. Like to be honest, like uh, we didn't talk about that stuff. So that wasn't really like, you never really told it when you were conservative or Christian, you were just assumed that's what you were. Yeah. But what changed my mindset was I was a senior and I had a friend who got in trouble and she said she had a secret boyfriend and we didn't know who he was, but her family found out who her boyfriend was and, um, she got in a lot of trouble. She wasn't allowed to see the person. Her parents took her social media. Um, she was only allowed to go to soccer and school, like, cause soccer was like religious to them. She wasn't allowed to go to our senior trip, not to prom, not to homecoming, nothing, missed out everything. And then I finally figured out that the person she was seeing wasn't her boyfriend. It was her best friend who was a female. And she didn't even come out as gay, but her family had found out. Oh. Right? And so she wasn't allowed to tell us. So that's why she said her boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I figured it out. And um, her parents didn't sign off on financial aid for her. So she couldn't wow. go to college. Oh, my God. Yeah. She had a few scholarships, but they ran out. So she didn't finish college. Um, they actually stole all of her money out of her bank account that she made from like her job and took all that out. And they, I, I don't know exactly what they've said to her, but I know they said she was evil and had a demon in her and that she was a waste of a human life and a waste of a daughter, all these things to her. And I was shocked. <laughs> like I, yeah. I knew that there was, you know, it wasn't accepted, but I didn't know it was hated. Like I didn't know just coming out as gay would be like, cause we had people who were gay in our school. Mm-hmm. And they might be, like, kind of weird or something. Like, that might be what people thought. Or, like, an outcast. But no one was ever, from what I saw, was, like, bullied or anything. Like, it didn't seem like it was that big of a problem. So, when her family did that, and they're very religious, and they even had her preacher or priest, I don't know what the term is for him, they had they had her go tell him, and it was, like, a huge deal. And that really, like, shocked me. Like, I was, like, kind of, like, I don't think I want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. I don't think... And then we started going to like the dock. And so we started going into different environments we hadn't been in before. And I thought it was fun. And I was like, I don't think this is as bad as people are thinking it is, you know? So I like kind of, and then when I went to college, like I went to NKU and there's a ton of drag stuff at NKU. Yeah. They, they had, um, drag shows there. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a kid, there's a a person who went to NKU who was like a big drag queen at NKU. Sarah Jessica Darker. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was, I was trying to remember the name. So like, we did a few drag shows there. I would go to them all the time. And even my, like, we had a fundraiser or something that was drag show. And even some of the sororities participated and stuff. And one of yeah. my bigs did it. And it was fun. Like, so I just was like, wow, it's a little different than what people kind of made it sound out mm-hmm. to yeah. be. So I that's where I changed. all kinds of colleges. But mm-hmm. it's a, it, 
Well, I think you just explained as though you were exposed to something yeah. and you were educated about something and you got emotional for that person. And that's how you like evolved as a human. Yeah. So I think, and that's why I think of like exposing someone, exposure therapy, I think is really good because you get to learn something. And if you don't like it, hell yeah. You can at least say that you educated yourself, you were exposed to something, you were, t- you were taught something. And if it's not for you, cool, don't support it, don't go to it. But why project so much hate on it? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm so lost about. And, like, I do want to clear, like, there's nothing wrong with being conservative. It's just when people use that to be hateful to other people. Yes, I don't Because I feel the like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of conservatives in this area that we know mm-hmm. sometimes take their political or their religious views and they try to like shove it on why you shouldn't do something when again you aren't being forced to support people or go to anything it's just being there i agree and i also have a friend who is pansexual and we went to pride last year and i remember i've only gone to pride twice and i just never had anyone to go with me i know i'm excited (laughs) we were talking about how we take off work for it and stuff but, um, and I even brought my dog, Sophie, my first time, and I had her dressed up in a little pride tutu oh. that I made. It was so cute. But I went down there last year with my friend, and he was like, I said, what are you going to wear? Like, what kind of shoes and stuff? Like, or what are we doing? I don't even know. What we're, are we just standing there for the parade? Are we going to go? What are we doing? And he was like, oh, wear gym shoes. And I was like, why? That's ugly. You're walking wear. a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought, right? And he was, he basically was like, I want to wear a gym shoe just in case. Like, just in case there's, like, a shooting or, like, something like that that you happens. You just touched on a very important topic. So, yeah. um, I just want to put this out there. Pronouns, I think, are a big topic we should discuss. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even ask, like, what's your pronouns? We yeah. just both, mm-hmm. I think we all just assumed, which I think is something that is a topic that I think people need to be educated about. Yes. Yeah. But they'll come back to that in a minute. But, um, like, the pride thing, this is the first year in my entire life that I, like, am scared something might happen. Because, like, That's I awful. see so much hate out there. Uh-huh. I'm like, what if they come and they, like, do something? Yeah. I see all these shootings on school in schools. I see mm-hmm. all these shootings everywhere. I'm like why would they not come to a pride and, like, try to take us all out? So, like, it's scary as hell. Um, so wearing shoes, wearing gym shoes to pride makes sense. You have, you have to run. Yeah, it just wasn't even something that had crossed my mind. And yeah. I told my family, and they're mm-hmm. like, wow, like, that's kind of, like, hidden like, 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 going it's to sad. Walmart. Yeah. Going to a mall. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. going to get your nails done. Like, it can happen anywhere. There's anywhere. some crazy... The school, sh- the shooting thing, I, I can't get myself around. And then, like, they're saying trans people and shootings are tied together. Yeah, that last one, I, oh I like, God. the last shooting that I saw, and it happened to be someone who was transgender. And I just knew. I, w- I think I even told yeah, you, I was like, shooting. they're going to take this, and they're going to run with it because the yeah. person happened to be transgender. Yes. And it was the most annoying thing that I've seen on, my, like, on Facebook. I was so frustrated with that. If you're thinking about hurting people, please... Um, rethink whatever <laughs> yes, you're doing please. if you're listening yes. and you're out there and you're having thoughts like that please do not hurt people go get help you know there are people who are out there to help you yes that yeah. stuff. i can't i can't get my head around that but yeah pride is coming up it's in june june 23rd 24th um i have gigantic shows happening i'm putting thousands of dollars into costumes hair things like that i want it to be such a great year for us mm-hmm. uh, we had a big pride meeting that was just you know this um the people that are actively performing and things like that 
and we had a meeting about like what are we going to do how should we handle this and i know that the uh, Cincinnati pride has um lots of protection coming to help us in case something was to happen um i do know the police in cincinnati have been super supportive of us i've never had a pride experience where riding by or walking by a police officer was not there to protect me or to mm -hmm. look out for me so i do believe that we have really good people that are there to protect us I believe in Cincinnati Pride, and I believe in what they do for us, and I believe, I've watched the how much they've evolved from like being a little pride protest um, to being this huge celebration. Mm -hmm. So like one of our conversations was, is should it be a celebration or should it be a protest march celebration? So we were all trying to figure out like what was best, and I don't know if we came to a solution, but like I think that we should look. I like what they did for Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and see how they pro protested and fought, you know, and they made a lot of movement. Um, wait, why don't we do something not like that, but educate ourselves from history? Like when Pride started, they were throwing rocks at them and hurting them for protesting or walking. I think we should look at history, look at people who have done things, minorities, and um, educate ourselves from those, and this year be prepared. Mm -hmm. So I think with a speaker, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. I'm just, I'm scared for this year. Well, we had even talked about, so we went to Bloom for New Year's Eve. And yeah. when we went in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when we went in, like the security was like intense. Like with the, like what we had yeah. to like, they had to kind of like look at everything, which I was like, that's cool. I didn't expect it. But then I was like, that's kind of also scary. Like, and sad that like they have yeah. to do it so much. And then I was like. It was really, really busy that night. And so we were kind of like shoved against people. And I would see a security guard like jump up on like one of the sides yeah, and like look. And I was like, <laughs> what are they looking at? Like and That's my friend Jordan. Um, so at Blue Motiar, for example, there's a bunch of different um, queer spaces that you all should definitely go support. Please support your queer, queer places. Um, but like at Bloom, whenever that shooting happened at the gay bar in another state, um, we did a benefit show. We raised money for them, trying to help their families. But like... I walked into my show after that and I was like, this could happen while I'm performing. Mm -hmm. They can walk in the door and they can literally take aim and start hurting all my friends and all my people mm -hmm. and myself. And I thought about how to handle that. What would I do? And immediately I thought I would try to stop the person mm -hmm. and I would risk my life because I don't want them to come into my space and hurt us. But that's a scary thought. And then going to work and being transgender and being a drag queen, you know, you're on the front lines of people that really want to hurt you. Mm -hmm, right. So at Bloom, we had to tighten down our security, make sure that people don't come in with weapons or hurt us. Uh, we had to make sure that people were getting, like, waved, uh, wanded, and things like that. And then every show, I have to make an announcement, like, where our, safe, where our exits are. I have to make sure you know who our security guards are so you can visually see them. And yeah. in case of emergency, you can look at them for help or you can look mm -hmm. at them how to get out or whatever like that. So... I never would have thought 10 years ago that this would be a conversation that we were having. Yeah. Pulse nightclub, when that happened, that was like the first big wake up. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very scary job. It's like a frontline worker kind of situation. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Well, that's kind of like, you know, me being a high school teacher, like that's something I kind of have to think about. And my, I don't want to give like too much info, but like the school I'm at is basically made of glass. So... It is, like, kind of on your mind. Like, it's, you came in, saw yeah. the other day. It's a lot of glass. So, but, um, but it is, it's just a scary thought, you know. It's, it's the fact that, 
like if you are on the front line or you're the person that they're targeting or like you're the one that's like for me like I have a whole bunch of students and no matter how bad I would want to run I'd have to let them go first you know I have to try to get them out that's the job that's what you're supposed to do and that's what's right and that's like kind of scary because you never expect it to happen but I don't think any shooting, any person when you at go school to school, expects it. Do you think for a second when you're like driving to school, do you think for a second like this could be the day? Like, what would I do? Have you thought about like? Um, I don't think it's like a normal thought, but when we know we have a drill coming, or when we um, like see that there was a just a recent shooting, or even like there have been times where they have had, you know things that they've caught in other schools nearby that were going to turn into a shooting the next day, but they caught it like blueprints and things like that. So when we hear about things like that, I feel like it really gets on my mind for a while, but then after you're there for a little bit, you kind of forget. It's like driving a car. It's like, you know, it's a weapon, but you forget about it. And then boom, the next shooting happens and you think about it again for me, because again, like I don't think I'd ever be targeted, but you know, I'm one of the front lines. For right. you, it may be different because you no, may be the target of the yes, situation. I yeah, I'm more of a target. It's the gay bar, things like that. But schools seem to be... Like, I praise you and I'm grateful for you, what you do. And I think that being a school teacher is... You are underpaid to begin with. And then some of the disrespect that happens to you guys is unbelievable. But the fact that you guys are in a position to where school shootings are happen, happening weekly... Mm-hmm. Like, you're a hero, so. Thank I'm you. Sorry. Yeah, like I, I was telling, like I saw this thing on Facebook, and it says something like, "There were so many days in the year so far, and there were like double the amount of shootings, or yeah. like so it was crazy. Like, and I, you don't hear about all of them. You don't hear about the big ones and yeah. the ones that do the most, you know, trauma and and recent." But, um, but we, I am looking for another job. Just so you guys know, I'm going to be a teacher for now, but like summer is coming. So looking True. for another one, but you know, cause that, that's the thing you get paid through the summer, but you get paid so small throughout the year to pay over the summer. And then like, like for me, like, you know, like I still have to go DoorDash and stuff after school to make just my bills, mm-hmm. you know, or we'd have a better setup in a studio <laughs> and better mics, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so I don't know, hopefully teaching gets better and hopefully like all that stuff, you know, with the shootings, maybe they'll figure out like some contraption to put in our rooms that isn't thousands of dollars. Cause they have things for like kids to go in that the shooter can't get in, but it's so expensive that schools can't afford it. So wow. they have a solution, but they won't make it cheap enough for schools to buy. So their, solu- their solution they're thinking of is putting kids into something that's going to protect them. Yeah. But they're not thinking about protecting us with the amount of guns that are out there. Right. And right. That's a, sh- <laughs> that's that's a another struggle. whole, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. No, the, yeah. The gun, the gun laws out here. Like. It is a scary topic. Well, it, it's, and the thing is too, is like, I feel very passionate about the guns because, you know, they're trying to arm teachers and like, I don't want one. Like, cause to be honest, I understand the idea of it. You know, you're kind of like, you're a frontline worker, right? But the minute that somebody who is a bad teacher, cause there are bad teachers out there, yeah. the minute they pull that out on a bad day for them, you know, or like they shoot somebody. And like then... the employee in Louisville that mm-hmm. worked in the bank, mm-hmm. he had a bad day, got fired or something like that. And then he went and did that. Like, yeah. And teachers aren't perfect, and there are bad teachers out there. Like, yeah. how many teachers do you see molest underage kids? Right. Like, you know, like, there are bad people. And, like, to be honest, I don't want the responsibility of a gun, you know, on my lap. And, I like, I mean, you never know, too. Like, what if 
there's a racist teacher and they shoot some like you just don't know i just don't yeah you want to trust the teachers but there's just too many things and the fact that like i have anxiety and depression like i don't know if i can legally get a gun because i technically have mental illness so but i don't know if that's actually disclosed you know like do i like i've never filled out a gun form so i know that i have some family members who should not have guns who have them who (laughs) definitely have not check they did not check the right boxes or somebody didn't do their job because they should not have one but they do and they did it legally so that's kind of where i get like nervous is they could definitely tighten some corners you know they can Mm, definitely tighten some things up to make it a little bit more safe you know i always think it's fine if you want to have a gun for your safety at home but like i was a server at chili's and there was a time where if you have a carry if you can carry you can't drink like you're not allowed to drink while you have a gun on your body and I was a server, and someone tapped me, and they said that there was a guy who was drinking alcohol. It was, like, his third beer, and he had leaned over, and you could see that he could see his gun. And so we had to, like, tell the manager and all this stuff because, like, what what's going to happen if you get drunk and someone spills something on you? Like, you just never know, you know? I agree. So it's just kind of crazy with the gun laws. It's I can see both sides of it, but I'm also, like... You know, right. I think it's important to always know that, like, if you if you educate yourself about both sides, yeah. So, like, I don't want anyone to listen to me and like they're against gun people, <laughs> right? Like, that's not what I'm doing here today to do at all. And we I'm don't not, need any of those comments. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, thank you. Uh, but I do think educating yourself about both sides, like hearing yeah. someone else's point of view about why guns should be more controlled compared to people who don't think guns should be controlled at all, like at least hear both sides out. Don't react negatively. Just educate yourself and then like maybe something could change if we all just educate ourselves there's got to be like a happy medium in there somewhere you know like some type of compromise maybe we'll get it one day in the future (laughs) but um let's move to something more like like bright like a brighter note like let's do the makeup stuff one question real quick so if you're a teacher how do you deal with pronouns so in my school we kind of had to backtrack on that stuff because we were told to take our pride flags down because in my school is actually pretty like supportive of the pride flags. We've always had pride flags in our classrooms. You don't have to, but like we did. And a parent complained that we were pushing our political agenda on students. So we had to take our pride flags down. Now, I didn't have a pride flag because I didn't want that to be the agenda. So I have a flag that's like, I don't know, this big. And it says, hate has no home here. And there's a whole bunch of hands with different hearts. So... We had to be careful with the pronouns. I don't really say anything specifically about pronouns, but I do have some transgender students and they have told me their pronouns and everything and their preferred name like away from people. And that's usually how they prefer to tell us. Like we'll say like if anyone has a different name, so like the first day of school, we'll go through our roster and then we'll say like if anyone goes by a different name, and this isn't just to people who are transgender either, like people yeah, go by their names. middle names, anything. So nicknames, mm-hmm. we'll tell them to tell us and they can tell us privately or write that in there if they want to. Same thing with pronouns. And that's usually how we address that. And I will say people who go by different pronouns that people might think, um, usually they correct themselves pretty quickly. And our students have been good at like advocating for themselves too, where if someone says, let's say they, they go by he, him, but they say she, her in some type of sentence or whatever, they'll be like, oh, I go by he, him. And usually they'll correct themselves. And if not... You can tell it's usually an accident, and they'll they'll just remind them, and how it goes they, well. How do they handle the they them? Uh, we I don't think we've had anyone who goes by they them yet to okay. kind of establish that. Okay, that's just like so. When I first heard about like the they them and the pronoun topic, mm-hmm. you know, I'm older. I'm not 
ancient, but I'm yeah. a little older. So, like, I've never heard of someone being called a they, them. I never thought I would have to think about pronouns and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, educating myself through the last couple of years, it took a it took a moment where I was performing at um, UC, and there was a person collecting money for us because it was a charity show. And I was like, everyone, please make sure you give um, all your dollars to him. And, like, I remember the audience paused my like the person paused and there was no music playing i was talking yeah and they were like they are a they them and i was like what the hell do i do in front of hundreds of people yeah. and i apologized and in that moment i just realized right then i said oh my god i have to i have to educate myself i yeah. can never make mm-hmm. that mistake again so i try my hardest to you know ask pronouns and if they are a they them i try to make sure i you it is hard to say they them to one person Mm -hmm. so it takes a little bit of education and um just trying to understand that they see themselves as both genders or they see themselves how do they see themselves and trying to just make them happy by saying what they choose to be called so it just took me a second so if you take a second and try to understand someone and don't be afraid to ask questions if they say they're they them or they say they're non-binary or they say they're trans and you don't understand like if there's a comfort level, I don't feel like there's a, a reason to not feel okay to ask questions or to yeah. just educate yourself. Yeah, or go well, watch a documentary. Go watch something yeah. on YouTube. Like, just research it. Well, I remember... So, I I had a hard time with the they-them thing because of the whole, like, you're thinking plural, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I really didn't care. Like, I don't have, like... Some people are like, you can't have... And I'm like, why does it matter? Like, I just don't care when it comes to what someone prefers. Yeah, I work... I'm a receptionist, but we have patients that come in, and they have given us their preferred pronouns. And yeah. we've had a few that... A few years... They're younger kids, and they'll, they'll put on their they, them. And I make sure it's in their charts. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm letting all these other people that I work with know. And they're like, oh, okay. But... Um, some people still like go out of their way <laughs> to say, you know, she, her or he, him. And I'm like, come on, it's not just try. try, especially if it's, it's, an, it's uh, not an accident, you know, like, yeah. and I also do a get to know you sheet and that's usually where I also get the pronouns too. Cause I, I think I even have like preferred name and pronouns on yeah. that, but I have like, if there, is there anything you want me to know? And that's usually where they'll put it like at the end. Yeah. And we but, changed our paperwork as well. Like they get to pick. You know, a pronoun, pronouns yeah. that they prefer. Yeah. And I love that because I like to have that in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. just make sure I'm calling everybody what they would like to be called. Yeah. Well, and I, but I remember, like, my family having a hard time, too, with the, like, plural idea with they, them. Mm-hmm. And I saw this TikTok where they didn't say anything about that. They just started talking about a story and they used the pronoun they, right? So, like, I don't know what I just said. Like, they were talking about this and that and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, they were like, did you have a hard time understanding that story? No? Okay, well, I just used they, and it was about a single person. And that kind of, like, made me, like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now, because I just, when you don't know someone's gender and you're telling a story, you usually do say they, unless you specify. And so that kind of helped me understand it a little bit. And I'm very much a supporter, but I'm also never going to be someone that says I know everything about the community, because Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm an ally, but I don't, I'm not actively in the community, and I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable in everything, so... There are still things that I don't quite understand, but again, I don't, I'm, I have no hate in myself to be like, hmm, I don't understand it. That must yeah. be terrible. Like, well, I don't think you're the kind of person that's going to be like, I don't understand it. So therefore it's not real. I'm not <laughs> yeah. it. You seem to be a person who's like, oh, okay, I, I respect it. Like you are able to listen, learn and educate yourself. You're a teacher. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. 
it's just about trying to be understanding. Um, but I do want to say, like, for the pronoun thing, I feel like if you can watch a TikTok video, you're scrolling, and you see something that touches your heart or messes with your emotions or makes you happy or proud, imagine what someone went through to be able to come out and say, I am trans. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably went through some really, really deep depression. Mm-hmm. They probably went through some very, like, um, I like men, but... I posted eight women like they probably went through some messed up things. So if you even if you have hate in your heart and you're full of hate and you're against something, understand they're humans and it took a lot to go to be who they are today. Yeah. So in some type of way, if you can find some kind of like um, not sympathy, but if you can find your heart just to find compassion for what they went through. And then imagine being a they them like you feel like you're both genders Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you ain't able to pick one. Imagine what they are going through to come to that acceptance to be able to say that out loud. So if we can just find compassion for other humans and humanity, I feel like we can really evolve as humans. Yeah. Well, and like even in KU, I went back for my master's recently. And um, in undergrad, they didn't do this, at least in my classes. But in my master's, my graduate courses, they always asked us to say like our name, our preferred pronouns, and like a fun fact. And so NKU, at least the English department at NKU, I can't talk about the other departments, Mm -hmm. has adapted that um, or adopted that uh, process or, and even housing. Like when I was in undergrad, our housing director, I was an RA, I was in charge of housing and residence, and we did the same thing. We said a preferred pronouns and our name and everyone did it. And I think at first people, especially the older generations in my college classes, Mm -hmm. Um, were kind of like shocked, like she, her, like, I don't understand why you want me to say, and they were kind of like a little annoying about it, to be honest. But once people, you know, got through like one, two classes and it just, it just became a normal thing. You know, I know some people were like fighting about Instagram has like your, um, for your pronouns on there. Yeah, now so it's like Tinder and dating apps. Yeah, yeah. And now, and people were at first, they were like, I don't know why I had to put that in. I'm like, well, who, what is the harm in that? Like right. just to be exclusive or not exclusive inclusive for everybody like i was said exclusive for everybody one last part i want to bring up for you are you do you identify as straight or i'm straight i've messed with women but okay mostly straight straight yeah i'm straight okay so like how do you feel about like the cis word cisgender how do you feel the cis thing honestly i i don't even think about it too much (laughs) like um i guess i don't know I haven't thought about it, I guess. Like, it doesn't bug me. Well, I've been hearing a lot of men being like, don't don't you dare call me a cis. Like, I'm yeah. not a cisgender male. Yeah. Like, if I was referred thing. to as a cisgender woman, I would not care. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I would ever introduce myself as a cis woman. Like, I don't think I would ever have thought that. But if someone said something, I wouldn't be like, yeah, like, whoa, yeah, no, I wouldn't care. Men are like the word sissy, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. fit them, so they react negatively, especially Mm -hmm. straight men. Yeah. Um, So I feel like that's another topic that, like, people are really against on social Mm -hmm. media. Like, don't say sis, I'm not sis, whatever. But the gay community, the queer community have so, so I kind of pushed that. Yeah. Uh Now, that came out back in the 80s and, you know, further, I did a little research on the cisgender situation and... I've had a hard time saying the word cis for females and male. I, I, I can't fully digest the whole cis thing. Am I educated about it? Kind of. Do I understand it? Mostly, yes. Do, do I understand the pushback? Yes. But I know also women do not like that they're being called cisgender females. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm a female. 
you're transgender. Like they they want to like they don't they don't like the whole things that we are pushed on them and something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't know if that was something that you guys have dealt with. Yeah. Yet. No. No. I mean, but honestly, like I maybe in high school, like I would have been like, mm, you know, before I had like seen some of these experiences I've had, but like it doesn't bother me, you know, like. No. And I think too, like if you know who you are, and you know to a point, like you know, who cares what they call me with that? Because, like, again, like, I, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, words don't really affect me that much. Like, it's more of the, the intended effect. Yeah. So that, like, I always say, like, I cuss all the time and I don't think it's a big deal. I don't do it at school, hopefully. Like, yes. I try my best. But, like, they're just letters you put together to make a sound. Like, right. it's more if a kid comes, if a kid slips or whatever, I'll say stop cussing because that's kind of my job. Yeah. But if a kid comes over and is like, you're a fucking bitch, then I'm, like, pissed, right? Because now yeah. that was, you're trying to get me upset, you yeah. know? It wasn't like you slipped. So for me, it's more like whatever the intention is. And if you're going to call me a cis woman or a cisgendered woman, I don't think the intention's probably bad. So no. I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. But that's just kind of, like, my take over it. It's just the topic I think that people are, should... If you don't know about it, like just do a little research about it. Yeah. If you um, do know about it and you hear me talking, you're like, you're uneducated. You know what the hell you're <laughs> talking about? Like, I'm just bringing up a topic that's lighthearted. Like, I want y'all to, I want it to be a conversation that has had, like, in the word cis doesn't mean sissy. It doesn't mean nothing bad. If you look it up, it, I think it's just like a, um, I don't want to sound stupid, like a, I don't know, but it's, it's just something that's out there. I was going to say yeah. plural, but it's not the right thing. But anyway, it's just a topic I think that people should have a conversation about. Yeah. Something to be aware of. Yeah. So yeah. time for the fun now. Woo! Yeah, makeup yes. back. So we're going to... You had your purse, but we're going to go through purse slash our makeup bags. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, so instead of a shocking sting this week, well, it's kind of shocking. We're going to go through our makeup bags. Shocking. <laughs> because everybody... I'm, listen, my makeup bag is so shitty, but I use the same, like, four things... Mine's not even a makeup bag. It's literally just, I think it's a medicine bag that I put makeup in. Mine's not uh, <laughs> Yeah. And Jessica's going to have a lot better quality products than well, we do because we don't know how to make up. I wrote a couple of things to show that I think that we that, that I cannot live without. So yes. Like in, okay. In my bag, not makeup bag, like I have to, I'm, I always have this with me, which is Lumify. I have that. It's an eye drop that like goes in your eye. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I did not have it in at this exact second. I'll do it for my show. Mm-hmm. But it just makes your eyes like perfectly white. Yeah. And it oh, works okay. well with contacts and like that, but it's called Lumify. It's at Walgreens. But it, I have like huh. one in my makeup station, one in my purse, one in my makeup station at my, at my job. So I don't live ever without Lumify. Okay. I have that. My mom told me to get it. She used it for concerts. I have that, but I'm so scared to put my eyes because I have a history of reactions to a lot of things. Like I tried to get eyelash extensions. My eyes blew up for like three weeks, like two weeks. It was like bad. And like, I I've tried a lot, so I'm going to do it, but I'm just, I got to do it on a day that I can take Benadryl and sleep. (laughs) So So I'm glad that you're good with that one. All right. This is my Too Faced chocolate palette. Ooh. My ex-husband got this for me, so... (laughs) But thanks, people. I love Ooh, it. Oh, pretty yeah. color. Yeah, it is. And there's What's shimmery. your favorite color? Um, I'm always a brown gal, okay. so I really normally go with the classy and sassy. But I just tried famous tonight, and I kind of like it. Yep. I got this in like an Etsy bag or something. It's called Glow Milk Ooh. by the Beauty Glow Crop. Milk. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a highlighter that you put on. And okay. You put on like your nose and stuff. And yeah. I don't really use highlighter that much. 
but it's just really shimmery and it's pretty and it's kind of like more of a tan pink kind of mm-hmm. color so it does really well with like in the summer when you have a little bit more color than my pale face there you go <laughs> but this was something i just got off of like something free like some type of subscription box do you I, actually use it though? i did i used okay. it today but i put like just a little bit because yeah. i I'll, like i feel like i'll overdo it and then it's like rudolph i would sneak and put it as an eyeshadow yeah oh, that yeah. would be yeah that would be really pretty too i never thought of that um, all right. My next thing. So this is my favorite foundation I use all the time. Yes. I learned about it on TikTok. It's just a really cheap foundation, and it has great coverage if you have, like, acne or if you have, like, um, facial hair that grows and things like that. Um, it's awesome. Okay. So, I'm going to have to look into it's that. It's NYX Born, this, Born to Glow, and it's a full coverage foundation. It's amazing. Well, good. I need new foundations. Maybe well, I'll that's, try it out. That's foundation's the hardest part, I think. Oh, my God. It's awful. Like, I'm Especially using an elf one. Especially when you're sweating. Yeah. I feel like so sometimes true. it's too cakey, and then yeah. sometimes it doesn't cover. Like, this one's too cakey, but my other one doesn't cover. Yeah. Well, I always use, this is my go-to, it's It Cosmetics. It is my foundation that I use, the CC Plus. Um, you really do I, use it. You're, yeah, like, running low. I'm, like, out. But I love it. It covers everything. It's so nice. Um, let me see what what is something good in here. Ooh. Okay. This brand of mascara is my favorite now. What is it? Essence, I think. Yeah. Essence. These are my two. We have curl and volume and then false lash effect. Ooh. And I love these. Okay. I know one time you had this in your car yeah. and I almost stole it because I was like, why do you have my yeah. mascara? <laughs> love it. And it's cheap. Like, it's really not that expensive. And you can get it at Ulta, but it's not one of those crazy ones that'll break your bank, you know? Yeah. So definitely poor teacher certified. And I think it works really well. Yeah. So I'm excited with it. My next thing I have is, so I get my nails done sometimes, but also I believe you should always have your nails painted. Like Especially when I was trans, when I was a boy turned into a girl, I was like, I want to be always done head to toe. Yeah. So I have quick dry Insta Sally, <laughs> Sally Hansen nail polish in my bag at all times. You never know what's going to happen. It shakes, yeah, it breaks, whatever. So I just throw it on really quick. It instantly dries. So Insta dry and it's pink. It's pretty. I used to always be like a acrylic nail girly. Me too. But it's just so expensive and they break. And yes. And the retouch and yeah, going back. And... It's a lot. Okay. Um, I have my two mascaras. I use this one. This one just kind of like back up. But the Maybelline Sky High. Perfect. I feel like I've heard it's about that perfect. one before. And then this one is Double Trouble. I don't know. I like it sometimes if my eyelashes decide to cooperate for the day, but that's very rare. I'm going to show the two primers that I use, and I really feel like it depends on your, um, I don't know. I feel like it depends on your foundation, on which one works, and I don't tell me how, but one of them will work for one foundation and not for the other. Okay. But uh, the NYX Marshmallow Primer... I've never heard of that, but hey. Oh, it was on TikTok really? for a while, yeah. I like that we like NYX. I know, we <laughs> do. <laughs> and I feel like it does work really well with probably like NYX foundation because that's mm-hmm. what it's made for. Um, but I really like this one. But if I'm going to use like my CoverGirl, another CoverGirl foundation, I'll use the uh, Maybelline Master Blur Stick, which is also on TikTok. And it really, both of these can, I feel like this one for sure, the Master um, Blur Stick it really takes your pores like away. Like oh, I didn't yeah. use this one today. I used this one. Sometimes I feel like it goes, the foundation goes on better with the NYX one, but this one, I feel like gets rid of more texture. So hmm. those are, I'm doing like two at a time. Sorry guys. Very good. My next thing is I cannot live without a lip pencil. Mm-hmm. I don't really wear a lipstick, but I always have um, like a pencil that I put on my lip fully, but I'm obsessed with Lady Gaga's red lip pencil. It's not the kind of red that makes your teeth look yellow. It doesn't have an orange undertone. Mm-hmm. And it's Lady Gaga's lip pencil. And it is 
freaking iconic. <laughs> if you ever see me with a red lip, it's because I'm wearing Lady Gaga. And if I wear a pink one, it's normally Lady Gaga as well. So Lady Gaga lip pencils. Lady Gaga lip pencils. They're incredible. All How do you right. feel about Kylie lip stuff? I wear it a lot, but um, I do drag. And sometimes I'm like kissing people's cheek or um, putting costumes on and smearing and things like that. So mm-hmm. I have that something that's dry. Mm-hmm. I can't have a wet lip because my hair is blonde. It will get smeared. Yeah, that's true. And I throw my hair like crazy when I perform. So a lip pencil works best for me. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I just found a new one today. My eyebrows. Um, I use the Elf cosmetics. I um, have one. You do. Yeah, I want to get that it. one. That's the only one I use. I I go through like two. What's it called? Just um, yeah, it's just the Instant Lift Brow Pencil. Ooh. I got the deep brown. Okay. I have this really pretty eyeshadow um, that I want to show, but it's going to. I gotta find it to like the bottom of my bag. Um, and I actually wore it today because it was so pretty. But it's this like gold shimmer. And it, I have no idea who it's by. It says NYC. And it says Eye Dust. Oh. Oh, production. No. What, how do you say that word? P O U D R L. Food roll? I don't know. I can't read it. Oh, you know what? I think it's another language. So, <laughs> NYC. <laughs> I think it's in French. So, NYC eye dust in gold, I guess. You know? Okay. I, I, it says 880. It's uh, golden champagne. But it's, like, so pretty. And it really is, like, dusty. But it just, it's, like, super shimmery and pretty. But it looks, like, kind of natural, too. So, if you're yeah. not trying to do, like, anything crazy, it's, like, a light gold. So, okay. that's one of my faves. Um, I don't think I have anything else with me. Oh, I use this. I'm a liquid black liner. Um, so whenever you use a liquid liner, always take a black eyeshadow and put it on top of it. So once you put it on, make sure you put that on top because liquid always can like melt or move. Mm-hmm. So I always mm-hmm. make sure you seal it with black. Um, but Alme liquid liners, my absolute favorite. I always have a heavy black eyeliner on mm-hmm. all the time, daytime, nighttime, whenever. Okay. Um, let's see what else I got in here. I'll just do... This is my highlighter I use. It's Essence. Just the highlighter. I don't know what color it is, but... Sun Showers. Hmm. But, that's that. <laughs> I'm, the only thing I want to talk about in here is... This is my favorite lipstick, and I'm running out of it. And this was also something I got from, like, a free box. Um, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes they have, like, treasures in there. Yes. And I was looking for this the other day. I think it's also Essence. It doesn't say it on here, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I looked it up the other day, and it was Essence. And it's in uh, Sorbet Pop. But I got that little, like, tester, and it's just so pretty. Yeah. And I have, like, a dark liner I'll put on, and then it just kind of matches this, like, really pretty shade. And it looks natural, because my lips um, actually fade into my face. So I have to wear lipstick, because <laughs> it's, like, literally the same color. And so if I don't wear it, I look kind of sick. So I'll try to wear it, and this is, like, an easy one that's pretty natural. It's, like, a gloss. It's not really, like, that, like, matte. It's yeah. more like a gloss, and I used to hate glosses, and this is this is my thing. But I'm definitely going to have to look at yours, the stuff you just said, and then um, especially the one you guys both have, the eyebrow pencil. Yeah, it means I, mean, I should I have that eyebrow pencil. <laughs> but, but I also have, like, wet and wild eyebrow pencil. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that. But, and sometimes I just go to those because it's quick and easy and are cheap, mm-hmm. so... 
I know that one was like three ninety nine. I was like, hey, have you? Do you, I don't know if you do this on your TikTok or anything because I've only seen some of your videos. But do you ever do like makeup tips? Yeah, I do you a do? makeup on TikTok. So I go live every day on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, between six and eight, sometimes, sometimes later. But I'm live on there doing makeup all the time. Yeah, because I think I saw a video of you doing your makeup for an event or something. Yeah, on one of them because I was like, you know, the tip with like the eyeshadow. Like I think I've heard about that before, but I've never done it. What's I'm one? the one with the putting the black on top of the eyeliner. Oh, yeah. And, like, I have hooded eyes. So, yeah. I'm, like, scared to do that. But yeah. I love the look of it. I just need, like, to tape my, you know, <laughs> eyebrows <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because oh I got, I had eyelash um, extensions. I've done the lash lift. And every time I have an allergic reaction to it. So, like, I have to be really careful with anything in my eyes. Because, you know, if you have an allergic reaction, you're out for, like, a week. Yeah. Like, yeah, those suckers true. are, you know... It's not fun. <laughs> so during one of our breaks, we were talking about um, reality TV shows. Yeah. And one of the things on Survivor, we're talking about, if you go to, if you go to the TV show Survivor on CBS, you only rent like one thing. Out of your makeup bag, what is the one thing that you've had to question. take with you? My eyebrow pencil. <laughs> if I don't have my eyebrows on, I just simply don't look good. So. I think for me, I agree with the eyebrow thing, but I think I would choose my mascara. Because my eyelashes, I feel like, are non-existent unless I put it on. Mm-hmm. So I would probably choose my mascara. What would you, you choose? You can use your mascara on your eyebrows. That's true. You hey, that's yeah. True. You can <laughs> even do a black lip. Yeah. yeah. You could probably use it for, like, your under your eye, too, for eyeliner. Like contour. You could, you could figure it out. Yeah, right. Um, so mine probably would be an eyeliner pencil. Yeah. But, like, a really one that would, like, last for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think eyeliner. And I could probably even put it on my eyebrow if I needed to. Like, mm-hmm. this is a darken if I needed to. But I think eyeliner pencil. Mm. I remember the day before they took my picture at school for, like, something that they needed. I put on, um, I, I was just, like, grabbing stuff on my makeup bag. And I put on my eyebrows really quick. And I used a permanent eyeliner and it was just black like just big and black and i and then i got out of the car and it was like winter so it's dark outside got out of the car and i went in and i'm like why are my eyeballs that dark (laughs) and uh, they took my picture and now every time they like have anything come up on me it's my picture for like the school that comes up on the monitors and stuff and i'm like wow that's you know you know my school pictures never look good either as a teacher i looked good in my high school ones Except for freshman year, that was rough. But, like, my school pictures as a teacher, terrible. Are you Nobody's helping me. I have a boyfriend. Um, Just recently started dating. But, but you said married before? Yeah. Well, how um, long was you married? I was married oh. for, well, <laughs> I'm still going through it. Okay. I'm going through the divorce anyways. Um, But um, we were married, our five-year anniversary would have been in April. Um, like, April 6th. But I left last year because he's crazy. He's psycho. Like, and he lives psycho. in the apartment complex. Yeah, he lives like literally right next door. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know we met. Yeah. We met on Bumble for friends because she was so close. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I got married when I was like, well, we started dating when I was 18. I got married by 19. We only dated for like seven months. And how old was he? Oh. Um, well, he told me that he was like 26. And I was like, That's a little like. I feel like you're older. Like, I kind of thought he was a little bit older. What did you mean? We come off freaking Tinder. <laughs> so I was like, mm, okay, I'll go with it, you know, whatever. And then after we got married, he's not from here. He's from Ghana. So then, like, we go through the legal stuff to, like, get him here, right? And it's, like, 1981 is his birthday. And I'm like, um. 
like, that makes you like, at that point it was like 30, whatever. And I was like, I, what? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not that old. I can't be that old. But then he's like talking about like old, like boys to men songs. And he's like, I remember when that came out. And I'm like, you're old, man. <laughs> like you are that old. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. They had a few red flags. A few. Wow. So ladies, if you're listening or, yeah. or anyone that's listening, um, do your research on the man first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Maybe when listen to your Tinder, family. Go to like, Instagram, <laughs> yep. stalk it, stalk right. the friends, educate yourself. I you never shut up. 100%. But... And when he goes to the bathroom, look through his wallet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Check the birthday. Make sure he has money to pay for your meal. I know. If he's going to uh, hey, at least pay his half. When we were dating, he was like, yeah, I got money. Here you go. Just give me money all the time. And then we got married and he was like. Now, <laughs> Dang. I was like, okay. He wanted that pizza card. Yeah, he sure did. Damn. He got it too. But now, but now you're back with an old high school boyfriend. Yeah. So when you dated in high school? Um. Yeah. We actually, I think I was like 16, and we had started dating. My my older brother set us up, and then um, funny story, but like my other high, old high school boyfriend, you know, the one I broke up with before this guy, he hit me back up, and he was like miss you and I was like yep I'll dump this guy and I dumped my current boyfriend (laughs) um that was stupid of me I was just like you know a little 16 year old I was just like whatever like this boy likes me you know yes and so I went back with my ex-ex and whatever however many years later we've reconnected we were just how did you reconnect um Facebook I think yeah and then just started out just like friendly you know talking here and there and now we're dating. You're you come off very confident, like very beautiful. Like I can, you're very beautiful, but Thank I can you. tell that you're not like some people who look might look at you like people who are listening. They might be a little bit overweight or might be um, not feel as pretty or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at people's Instagrams and you see them, you're like, wow, I wish I'd be like that confident. So one thing about you I feel is you're you come off as like you're you're beautiful and you know it yeah not in a cocky yeah arrogant way no it's i appreciate lo- that yeah. but i do i definitely do i've like i did a lot of soul searching you mm-hmm. know like after i was with him and i was like i felt really bad about myself yeah. all the time and finally i was like there's no reason for that like i am pretty and you're like gorgeous i i know i'm a good person and like yeah i'm not cocky about it but i just know my yeah. worth and i was like you know like i deserve more than that and now i'm just Trying to spread positivity everywhere. Yeah. Uh, what is your one big negative about you and what's one big positive? Oh, my big negative. I get so mad so quick. I Temper. don't know. Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I can't control it. I blame it on my biological father. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah. Um, but I just, my anger issues. But positives would be I'm pretty empathetic towards people. I, I like to help people with their issues. Whatever they might be going through. That's awesome. And so you're single or? Yeah. So I talk frequently on and off to a high school boyfriend. This has been going on for 12 years. 12 years. And it hasn't worked out yet. But I'm giving it one last go because, you know, he's 28. His brain is fully (laughs) developed now. So one last. But I'm still on dating sites, like talking to people, you know, because I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket. That hasn't been consistent. So... But, like, I went on a few dates earlier this year, and unfortunately, just, like, it doesn't stick. Like, you know, I just can't. I have a hard time dating online. I don't like dating online. But you're, you're 24, and so you date mm-hmm. online, and you've had a marriage, and you've had yeah. a boyfriend that you were connected on Facebook. So, from your age perspective, dating online is pretty cool. Like, you like it? 
Um, yeah, I would say, honestly, I meet a lot of people offline. I mean, a lot of people, like, from the past have been, like, through high school, you know, whatever. But I've met a lot of people online, and I've had a lot of work. Like, I, I don't know, I think it works for me. So, how old are you? I'm 27. Uh, 20. You're 27. Oh my gosh, I said 28. <laughs> my mom just turned 48 yesterday, like, on Sunday, so it, like, messed my brain. I know my age, I'm 27. And, um, it hasn't been positive for me at all. Like, I've been on dating apps since I was probably 19, but it's just people who just want to hook up, which is fine if that's what you're into. We're definitely in hookup culture. Yes. That's it's really bad. Right it's now. really hard to find people who want to be serious on there. And then when you do go out, like, I, did, I can't make a connection with someone online. I have to meet them in person. Yeah. Like, I can't. So I can't be one of those people who get catfished after three, five years because I will never, I won't continue with you. Like, it's so easy for me to just be like, whatever. But when I meet the person, that's when I kind of be like, oh my gosh, maybe I'll like them. Yeah, but, and I've been on a few, uh, few first dates and they're nice and it goes fine, but I just don't feel like it sticks. So it just hasn't been the right people, but the amount of people who want to go on first dates compared to people who just want you to come to their apartment and hook up with you is scary. Like yeah. from what I've been getting mm-hmm. and I've on all of them. I'm on all of the dates. So like, for example, like a guy you met at a bar or met at like a, a school or something like that compared to a guy you met on, on Tinder. Like, so you have a better connection meeting someone and like exchanging phone numbers. And yeah. So I feel like people that are like 24 are so scared of that moment where you're like, Oh, it I happened to me. Number? Yeah. Yeah. She had recently, it happened to me. Did you have a panic attack? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so like people like yeah. 25 and older, they could, they could handle yeah. like the approach mm-hmm. and then people under 25, they're like, no, hell no. Yeah. Get, get your watermelon and find me at the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, that was I'm like the craziest moment of my life. I was little, my cousin, she's in hair school right now. And she was like, hey, come down and get your hair done. And then she came back over and she was like, that boy over there, like, he's going to come say hi to you. And I was like, dude, don't. Like, don't bring him over here. <laughs> and he did. Like, I was watching him, too. Like, you know, the mirrors yeah, I could see. Know. And I was like, don't get up. Come over yeah. here. And he, I don't know, I let them out of my sight. And he came over and I was like, shit. Like, and I was just like, oh, my God, hi. Like, <laughs> yeah, I heard, my name's Cheyenne. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. It feels awkward. It does. It, it feels was. Like a weird. It was an awkward moment because, like, they're getting close and they can see you. Afraid they're, like, up close and they can see you closer. And they, will they see something they don't like? Or what if they... Yeah. I don't know what the anxiety yeah. that we get. But um, I'm older than both of you. And so, like, I, of course, um, I date people. And being trans, like... Um, Right away, I say I'm trans, mm-hmm. and most, and I only date straight men, bisexual guys, like women or men, mm-hmm. um, from my experience. And then straight men, they have a there's a percentage of them that has a slight, uh, like slight curiosity about people like me. So I have to like filter who like the fetish chasers are mm-hmm. compared to like yeah. who's realistically um, interested. Yeah. So it takes a lot of like testing and like mm-hmm. experimenting to see like what they're wanting from me yeah. most of the time they're just wanting that one experience they're trying to like figure it out they would never tell their parents they're dating me so like i had to like figure out it's very hard to date as a transgender person mm-hmm. to begin with i think it's hard to date period yeah but um that's a thing and then so like on dating apps like it all says i'm trans most people swipe and say yes anyway i think i'm a beautiful person so mm-hmm. i think when they see me they're like oh she's pretty so they swipe and but i also can be very like dominant and very um yeah. i'm a very bold person and so sometimes it's intimidating so yeah dating has i was married for 10 years i have a son who's a little older than about the same age as you um i met him when he was three 
and I raised him and he's a beautiful person just graduated at Thomas More College he's doing Ooh, well aw. and so like I um I've never had an issue with relationships my issue is that everything is long term yeah like I'm with 10 years 5 years mm-hmm. 7 years and then it ends so yeah <laughs> most of the guys that date they're like yeah I think I want to marry a genetic woman and I want to have oh. kids and get married and I'm like we're seven years in like right like why didn't you like, why now? we can have a kid we can do this and yeah. they're like no I really just want so yeah you know being trans and dating is super hard just men in general i think are super hard i think women are probably hard too also women love transgender women especially bisexual women mm-hmm. they really love that we look like a woman feel like a woman and we also have a part that they like so yeah that makes sense a yeah. lot of women like girls like me i've never been with a woman before so i don't know what, yeah i don't know what to do yeah. with that that would i feel like that'd be flattering though you know but yeah, but, yeah no, what I think, was your sorry what was your negative and your positive oh, your negative insecurity. and positive um so my negative for me and something i'm still working on is probably that i'm really hard on myself so i have a neg- i always had a negative mindset you know i have to physically try to like put my mind into a positive i don't have an automatic positive mindset i just don't mm-hmm. especially with teaching it's almost like a facade like i have to be like you know, I'll see a kid who's having a hard day and I feel like, no, look at it this way, you know? And then I'm at home, like, I hate my life, you know? <laughs> I, have to, like, I have to, like, try to change my perspective, but it's hard. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, really tough on myself if I make a mistake in teaching or if I make a mistake in my college work or just, you know, on our podcast or something, like, it just really takes it out of me. Like, it just everything. And I also, I think, rely too much on other people. Yeah. You know, like... You know, if Cheyenne were to cancel our like our plans, like it would ruin my entire day. Like I just that negative mindset. What's your star sign? Or what are you? I'm a Sagittarius. Libra. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. So I think that the way that we're describing ourselves kind of makes sense yeah. with our signs a little bit. Yeah. Like you're very beautiful. Your confidence is about like your way you speak. I can tell you're a teacher or like mm-hmm. a presenter or a speaker of some sort. Mm-hmm. So you you see come out very smart and beautiful. So thank you. But and then my what's your negative? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, that would be my negative. It's like the oh, negative positive. mindset. And then my positive is probably, I don't know, I like to think that I'm, like, pretty open-minded and understanding. Like, I feel like that would be, like, my my big seller for me. Um, I feel like even if I don't quite agree with something, like, I can still tolerate I can still understand it. And I'll at least try, you know? Yeah. Because there are some wild things out there. And I still, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I still will, you know, attempt to understand where they're coming from you i know? have a very hard time if we have plans and you cancel them especially when i'm oh, close yeah. to you like it will destroy my whole like we are gonna have a problem yeah so don't make plans with me <laughs> if you do not mean yeah. them if we're close um so i, I like i like that you are like that yeah how do you feel um we have I plans do, for I, a month yeah okay if we have plans for a month and you like last minute text me or the day of text me and be like i can't i'm gonna be pissed but I think she's just, like, like I've canceled on her before, you know, like, when we're, at, well, maybe not, like, cancel, cancel plans, but, like, yeah. hey, are you coming over later? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm coming over later. And then I'll be like, no, just kidding, I'm going home. And she'll just be like, okay. Now, so yeah. I was to do with me, I'd be like, I'm not texting you back. Like, you get the silent yeah. treatment for the rest of the night. I'm not talking to you. Well, it is, like, it's not like, like, it could be that you're in the hospital, and I'll be like, I understand that, but I'll still, like, my face will just drop. Like, yeah. my love language is time, and we talked about love languages on the podcast, mm-hmm. 
and like spending time with people. And that's, you know, I have a, a really stressful life. And for me, like my out, my outlet is hanging out with friends and go, yeah. we like to go out. We don't like to just sit and we can watch a movie and sit in, but we like to go out to like the drag shows or go out to movies or something. And so I don't have a ton of friends. And so when I do have a friend that I'm about to see and then they cancel special if it's last minute, it really does kind of like hit me hard. I'm like, Oh, why? Cause now I don't want to go with myself. Like, you know, right. So that's what I think why it hits hard. And my mom's the same way. So I think I grew up kind of like watching her disappointment. Like just today it was her friends. It was her birthday and her friends, uh, didn't ask her to do anything and they don't always, but they just, they're so busy with their own lives and they just don't, you know, her love language is also time and they never see her like ever. Like it's very rare. That's very and, hurtful. And then she was crying on her birthday and I felt terrible for her. I even offered to go over there and hang out with her. All right. So I think we're ending our podcast. We're going to go ahead and let Jessica talk about any events that she may be um, hosting soon or going to or where you can find her or her social media. So how is best to reach you? So I go live on TikTok every day. So any kind of social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, Snapchat, um, please add and follow me. But um, I go live every day on TikTok, at least for two hours. At some point, I do battles. I do makeup. I talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm very open. And then Instagram, I don't post like a whole lot of pictures daily, but I'll post a lot of my story. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to reach out to me that way, Instagram's awesome. I, my messenger is always available. Facebook as well. Um... But yeah, I have shows at Bloom OTR every single weekend. I do shows there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday brunches. And then Wednesdays, we have male dancers. It's my first time hosting the Bloom uh, male dancer show. So okay. I'm excited for tonight. That'll be so Yay. exciting. Yeah. A lot of bachelorette parties love male dancers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, but the brunches are super popular in Cincinnati. Or actually, they're popular in every state. So go support your drag brunch local wherever you live. But we have a uh, drag brunch every Sunday at Bloom. We have amazing caterers. The food is absolutely so seasoned and incredible <laughs> and tastes so delicious in your mouth. Um, but the show is always incredible. So come join us at Blue OTR. And then, um, of course, Pride's coming up. I did speak about that a little bit ago. I mm -hmm. said it's, I'm scared for this year. But I'm the kind of person that I'm never going to be scared not to do something. So if I said it in a way where like, I made you feel like you don't want to come, that wasn't my purpose. My purpose was just making sure everybody, because you mentioned the shoe thing. Yeah. Like, just be aware, be alert, know where your exits are, um, know how you can get away if you're somewhere, things like that. Just be socially aware and be aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely come out to Pride is coming up June 24th. Um, and it's so fun. Yes. There's it's so, so much to do. Time. So you know, it's a good way to express yourself, even if you're not um, a part of the queer community and you're just an ally. Like, it's a great time to go out and just party with your friends, have a good time, laugh, um, get to see all the vendors and taste all the different foods and mm -hmm. just meet people that you would never get to meet. It's great exposure therapy. It's yeah. a great way to meet new people. But I perform at like 3.15 on the main stage. And then I do brunches at 21C Museum Hotel in Cincinnati. <clears throat> I have one this Sunday. It's every other month. So the next one's June 25th. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing shows everywhere I can work and All right. always trying to support things. And I think this podcast is beautiful. I came Thank across you. your profile. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we became friends. I don't know if you followed me during what time, but um, somehow I just reconnected with you guys and I seen your podcast and I was like, I want to do that with them. I you know. We were so excited when you oh, messaged She me. called me and she's like, guess what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was just like cruising out there and I seen you guys and I was like, oh my god, I want to talk to them. Yeah. So I hope this grow you know grows. Make sure everybody likes and follows you guys and supports yeah. you all. Rate I mean, us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and if you, aggressively. And if you like, if they're listening, I feel like it's important to in a podcast to like involve them. So if you like, if you want to talk about your star sign, uh, your worst dating experience, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all those things, like we are, I think it's awesome that we had like that kind of realistic conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have, have girlfriends. Yeah. Yes. And we have like voice, you can do voice memos now and all the links are in our link tree on my Instagram and the Bowie Batty one, but you can do voice memos to us so they can actually like record their voice so we can play them on the podcast oh cool they have we have a forum for queen bee questions if you want to partner with us if you want to come on to the show as a guest like we got it all we're trying to merch soon do y'all do live so, streams we don't we, don't, we need a thousand followers yeah on tiktok you have to uh-huh. have enough so, so if we get a thousand people to go follow us yeah <laughs> send me clips i'll post it yeah, yeah a little for video sure to post and i'll advertise and promote it okay. yes thank you but you know we're so excited you were on here and that you wanted to yes, come on thank and you for coming i feel like it was such a good episode too and like one that was really needed because for our probably audience too. yeah that's true i so. think this conversations about what's happened in this world is it makes you feel someone could be alone yeah they could be depressed uh, they could go through a breakup, whatever's happening, and they're just listening to our podcast, and they're like, I feel like I'm with friends again. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It'll give you a warm feeling, so it's I'm relatable. happy you're here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we always end our podcast by a little catchphrase, so we always say, buzz you later. So if you want to join us, we're going to go on three, but I'm going to say it, so you're going to have to look at my fingers. We always, we always struggle. I'll say one, two, three, and then we can go. Okay. I'll just do that. Buzz you later. Yeah, buzz (laughs) you later. So I'm going to say it on three, everyone. Okay. So one, two, buzz Buzz you later. later.